because of the decisions we made. Uh, I'm here to tell you this morning it's going to be okay because God has a purpose for your life. Amen. And everything's going to make sense when you begin to get into the purpose of God. And here we look at the Apostle Paul, an awesome man of God. We find here that this is where God was getting a hold of his life. He was living a life that you know, he thought was right, but it was all wrong. But anyway, we find that the Lord had an encounter with him on the road to Damascus. And he was going to persecute Christians and do what he does. And, and you know, take Christians and put them in jail. Or not only that, but killing some of them. He was persecuting the church. But here in Acts chapter 26, verse 16, the Bible says, Get up and stand on your feet. This is after the Lord knocked him off his horse. Knocked him off his horse as he was on that road. He told, he spoke into his life, said, get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you for this purpose. And then the Lord began to give him his purpose. Now I'm reading out of the, uh, uh, out of the Amplified Bible because it's simple. Hello, somebody. Because how many know that with all kinds of drugs in our system, sometimes our mind doesn't go that good? You know, I'm looking at a lot of you, and I know your mind's not going that good right now. It's okay. It's kind of early in the morning. But it says right here, get up and stand on your feet. I appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve as a minister and as a witness to testify with authority, not only to the things which you have seen, but also to the things which I will appear to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence that is in this place. God, I pray, Father, that you would just have your way, that you would move by the power and by the anointing of your Holy Spirit. I pray, God, that you would pull down every distraction in our mind, God, and thoughts, Lord, that are not of you, and we bring them down into obedience of your word, my God, this morning. I pray, Father, that you would minister life, my God, into every heart, into every life that is here today, Father. I pray that you would set us in a course of your purpose for our life, my God. I pray, God, that you would just... Have your way this morning, God. Let every word be spoken that brings life. Let it fall on the ground that is ready to receive all that you have. Let our hearts be open, God, to all that you have for our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can you give the Lord one more big hand clap? Come on. Amen. I'm ministering on... Arrows with purpose. When you look at that word purpose, the, the meaning of that word means the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And we need to understand that God has a purpose for our life. And our purpose now is as God's arrows, our purpose now that we find ourselves in the church, in the local church or in a home, or a homeboy, a homegirl, or you don't know what kind of home you are. You might be a homo. Hello, somebody. It's okay. <laughs> but as you find your position in church, and as you're finding your purpose, our purpose now for all of us here this morning as arrows is to hit the mark. To hit a mark. Now we have purpose. Now our life is going in a direction where before that we had no direction. We had no hope. We had nothing to live for, but now we have direction because we have a mark. Our mark is our destiny. God had put destiny within our life before we were even born. We have destiny inside of us. It's inside of us already. God has already placed everything inside of us for our destiny. That is our mark. Our mark is God's divine plan. God's divine plan for each and one of our life. 
a plan. It's like a, a blueprint. It's a roadmap that God has for all of us. And you might say, well, I don't understand because my life wasn't too good before it. Well, because that, those were the choices that we were making. Can I hear an amen, somebody? But once we came to our senses like the prodigal son and, and we said, hey, man, I know there's a better way. There's a new, there's there got to be something more. And you came to your senses and, and all of a sudden you had an encounter with Jesus Christ. All of a sudden your life began to change and your mindset began to be different. And you began to have a, a, a hunger because knowing that there's something more. Because there was a, there's a God divine plan for your life. The mark is God's perfect will for us. It's God's perfect will. The mark is the vision that God had in place within our life for our life. And here we find the Apostle Paul as an arrow. He was an arrow with purpose. We find that right when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Lord began to instill purpose within his life. He began right from the beginning showing them that what his purpose was. And I, I looked at the steps, how God allowed these things to happen to the Apostle Paul, and I'm going to share them with you this morning, what I feel that we pulled from this that's going to help us this morning. Because we got we to understand we have purpose. And the first thing that God instilled within Paul's life for him to discover his purpose, he told him to get up and stand on your feet. He told him to get up from where you're at. Before we could understand the purposes of God, we need to get up. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And we need to learn how to stand on our feet. What that represents is when you get up and stand on your feet, it represents you getting into position. That we need to get into position to receive the, the, the purposes of God. When you get up and stand on your feet, that represents you saying, hey, I want God's purpose within my life. I'm, I'm getting into position. When you think about position uh, that we need to get in and Position that we need to, to maintain within our lives so we could live out God's purpose as God's arrows. We need to understand the position we need to have. We need to be planted in the church. We need to be planted in a place where, where God can grow you. You need to get planted where you can get your roots in and, and you can remain there and you can receive the nourishment that is coming uh, from the man of God that God has placed over your life. Can I hear an amen, somebody? There's too many people that hop here and there. There's too many home evangelists that never got behind a pulpit. All they do is go from one home to another 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 home. I don't know about you. I'm homegrown. I'm from the home, baby. Man, that's where I came in. I was in the home, and that's where God got a hold of my life. And I went to one home, and I was in a home for one year, and God rearranged my life. God laid a new foundation in my life, and I haven't been the same ever since. It's been over 20-something years that God began to work within my life, and it began in a place called a men's home. In a men's home where I learned how to humble myself. In a men's home where I learned how to listen. Uh, in a men's home where I learned how to deny myself. I knew how to pick up my cross. Can I hear an amen, somebody? It was in a men's home where I learned how to fast. Uh, I learned how to pray and I learned how to warfare. Get into the real battle. It's not a battle against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual battle against principalities, bondages, uh, generational curses. Uh, can I hear an amen, somebody? But you got to get planted. You got to get planted somewhere. You got to get planted. You got to know that you know that you know in your knower. If you ain't got a knower, ask God for a knower. And it's not know her. It's a knower. You got to know that you know in your knower that God has you right where you're at. 
And then once you know that you know that you know, you got to settle yourself there. you got to stay put. Uh, even though when it gets hard, even though when things ain't going your way, uh, even though when you don't feel like it. How many know many times people leave uh, the will of God because they don't feel like what they're doing is right? It's not about a feeling, brother. It's not about a feeling, sister. It's about knowing uh, that God is trying to get a hold of your life, uh, that God is raising up the foolish things of the world. Uh, we got to know the God that we serve it's not about a feeling get all into your feelings i don't feel good today i don't feel man there you are with a big old mustache and i'm talking about the women can i hear an amen somebody there you are with your big old brocha or or that that nobody ain't gonna tell me what to do And we get weird and all these little things that they, they leave us from what God has for our life. Because when you find the place that you're to be planted, you know that you know. But at the same token, the enemy will try everything he can to get you out of there. Why? Because if you root yourself there and you get planted... You're going to receive all the nourishment that you need to grow into an arrow, to grow into a man or woman of God that's going to fulfill purpose and destiny within your life. You got to get into position. You got to get planted somewhere. When I came with my pastor, my pastor's pastor, Reuben Reyna, I've been with him for 19 years. And my wife and I, we went into that church. We were all busted up. We were all messed up, tore up from the floor up, beat up from the feet up. Hello, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. We came in there lost and bound, man. We were, we were on a good one. We couldn't be in the same room together without fighting. Hello. We were getting ready for a divorce. We had two kids at that time. We had nothing going for our life. Our life was in shambles. Our marriage was on the rocks, man. We had nothing going, but we went into that church about 19 years ago, broken, beat up, man, all jacked up. Somebody invited us, and we went over there, and we, the first service that I went, when I went there, I knew that that's where God wanted me to be. I knew it, man. I felt it in my spirit. Me and my wife, we were backsliders. We had fallen away from the Lord for like four years. We were involved in ministry before then. We were doing what God called us to do. We, we fell and we, we, we backslid, but we, we found ourselves back there in the house of God. And I remember the first sermon that my pastor preached. He was preaching that God had a plan. There's destiny inside you. He started saying, I, even if you messed up, even if you blew it, even if you made some big, bad choices and bad decisions, uh, God is still loves you and God has destiny for you. There, there's a purpose in your life. And I, I remember, man. I, rem I couldn't wait for him to open up the altar, to go to the altar, to give my life to the Lord. Man, I couldn't wait, man. And once he opened the altar, we went up there. Me and my wife fell on our face, uh, and we were crying, man, with tears. And we knew we found home where we were to be. We knew it, man. I knew it. But it was hard. Yes, it was hard at the beginning. Because ha I had came from another ministry. I was involved in another ministry for several years. And it was hard because I'm at a new place now. And I'm talking to those that have been somewhere else and you're here now. And I remember we got there and, and, and at the beginning it was hard because it was a little different. It was a little different. It was the same message but uh, different styles, different methods. And I remember at the beginning I, I had a weird 
thinking. I would think, why are they doing it that way? And I, I got kind of weird a little. How many of you got kind of weird? Once the tears dried up and everything, I got a little weird. Yeah, you, you're getting weird right now. Turn to your neighbors. Do they look weird? Turn to your other neighbor. they look weird? Then you must be the weird one. But then I came in there and get a little weird because you start seeing things and it's not familiar because when you come back to the Lord, you're looking for a feel, you know, something familiar that you can identify with and, and you could just roll with. And I had my eyes on all the wrong things. Even my wife, we both had our eyes on the wrong things. And I remember the Lord began to instill in my heart. He began to tell me, man, you're at a new place right now. I'm doing a new thing. The old is gone and the new is come and all that's coming from me is from you, from him. And I remember my pastor told me because he knew. He said, don't worry about those things where you were at before. Everything you did is written in, in the books. Uh, you know, God, God was pleased with it. But now God has you a new place. You need to turn around. Stop looking back. You need to turn around. Stop looking back. And you need to put your hands to the plow, baby. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And get planted where you're at. If you're at a new place, you need to empty yourself. We had to empty ourselves of all that we knew. We had to empty ourselves. Like being born again, really being born again in our thoughts and our mind. And be open to what God had for our lives. Stop judging everything. Stop judging everything. Stop thinking your way is a better way. Your way is not a better way, tonto. Hello, somebody. That's why you were in the mess you were in. That's why you were acting a fool the way you are acting a fool. That's why nobody wanted you. Everybody was closing the door. The only one that opened the door was, was to victory life and living word. Can I hear an amen, somebody? They opened the door for you. You're in a new place. You're in a new season in your life. Uh, stop looking back. Stop looking behind. You got to get planted where you're at. You got to get into the position. That is your position now. Get planted. Not only do you got to get planted, but you got to come under the covering. You need a covering. We all need a covering. You need to come under the covering that God has for your life. The covering, the anointing that's on your ministry, the, the authority that's in the house. You need to come under a covering. There's so many people that get planted, but they never come under a covering. They don't ever come under the authority of the house. They don't ever, they don't, they don't value the pastor. They don't value the, the ministry of the office of a pastor. They look at the pastor as a pastor. He ain't no pastor, he's a pastor. Because why? Because he's coming against everything you're trying to do. Oh, got quiet in this holy place. I got somebody's attention. I must look like a chicken wing up here. But you got to come under the covering. You got to come under the authority of the house. You got to be submissive. To get into your position, you got to be submissive. You got to come under. See, there's too many arrows that are not in position. See, when you're not in position, you're out of order. When you're not in position, you are not going to see what God's going to do within your life. Because there's a lot of people that are that 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 have that say they're in position and they have a and they're self-proclaimed prophets, apostles, bishops, bishops to the third power, you know, deacons uh, like a beacon deacon, you know, all these 
they want to add on all these things and all these titles and stuff like that, self-proclaimed things they got on the internet. And they want to walk around handing everybody their card. You got, you got, I know they got them over here. They got them in Chino Hills where I'm from. They always come to my church and they want to stay, sit under the, 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 you know, they hear the preaching after they come with their card. Their little card, you know, just because the card means that, oh, that's supposed to mean that they're so holy. Hello, somebody. The devil has a card. And they come after that and they, you know, I, I tell them, well, where, where are you at? You know, oh, okay, oh, oh, you know, you're a pastor, apostle. Where's the church at that you, well, right now, I'm just being led of the Lord. Okay, well, who, who's your pastor? Well, uh, uh, you know, the, the Lord, he's, he's my shepherd. And I shall not want. <laughs> okay, all right, you ain't got a church. Okay, where's your people? Where's your people that you're pastoring? Well, right now, I just pastor people wherever I go. And I said, then you're going to get out. You're going to go right out of this building. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And they're just looking for a, a platform to, to, get behind, you know, to get behind and to minister that, that, that twisted doctrine that they have. Hello, somebody. They have no covering. They, they're not under any authority. They, they don't uh, respect the office of a pastor. They, they, just weird stuff out there. Weird stuff out there. We need to understand that when we get in position, that is the beginning of God's purpose to be unfolded within your life. And it's when you get in your position, that's when you begin to discover all the blessings that God has for you, man. That God is able to do a work in your life. Because when we get into our position, it brings order. It brings order to our life. And our God is a God of order. When you get into a position, it brings order to our life, which will lead you to your purpose. And then part of that is that when you get into the position, that is where you find the blessing of God. Because I don't know about you, like the Bible says, uh, the anointing, the oil falls like it did on Aaron from the top of his head, and it flows down. When God begins to bless the church, when God begins to bless your pastor, when it all begins on the top, baby. It doesn't come from the bottom. It starts on the top. When you get into position, uh, then you position yourself to be blessed. We're over there. We've been there in Chino Hills for 12 years. We're celebrating 12 years this January. And it's been a good journey. It's been kind of hard. Uh, we went through the blood, sweat, and tears. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And, and God's doing a good work there. God is raising up men and women that have the vision uh, of, of our ministry. Can I hear an amen, somebody? We want to take cities for God. Uh, we want to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we want to take back everything the devil done stole. God is blessing our church. Our church is blessed. Uh, my family is blessed. People come and tell me, what are you doing, man? How are you doing that? Uh, how are you launching out churches? And how are you doing all this stuff? Uh, I said, I really don't know what I'm doing. All I know, I put myself in position under my pastor. I put myself in position under the leadership. Pastor Reuben, Pastor Edgy, Pastor John. I come under the ministry and I said, I'm just standing. And everything that's falling off my pastor has fallen on my life. Can I hear an amen, somebody? That is one of the 
blessing is that you ain't going to get blessed all by yourself. You ain't that good. You don't look that good. Can I hear an amen, somebody? You might think you're a Texas brisket, but all you really are is a little ham hock and a pot of black eyed peas. Can I hear an amen, somebody? If you want to be blessed of God, if you want God's favor, if you want God's presence within your life, come under the blessing. Come under the authority. Come under the anointing. Come under the covering of what God has for your life. Stop being a free agent. Stop trying to do it on yourself. You ain't that smart. Just look at yourself in the mirror and you'll figure that out. Get a hold of God. Humble yourself in the presence of God. Even Jesus had to come under position. Even Jesus, when he walked the earth, he had to come and come under to position where God had placed him to fulfill his purpose on earth. If Jesus had to do it, we have to do it. The Bible talks about in Philippians 2, 5, and 8, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset of Christ, who being in very nature God, he was God. Oh, God. He did not consider equally with God something to be used as to his own advantage. Rather, he humbled himself. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. He came into his position. Though he was God, he had to be subject to the position that God had placed for him for his purpose when he was on, on here on earth. And he came under that and became a servant. That was his position. Then it goes on to say that being made in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. That was the position that he took to fulfill God's purpose for his life. He came in the way that he functioned and the way that he operated was through humility. You cannot come under a covering. You cannot come be planted in a church. You cannot come under authority without humility within your spirit. If you're proud, if you're arrogant, if it's all about you, it all was all about you. In your own little mind and you think you got it all together, you, you're going to just go out and make more mistakes. You might as well just go right now. Get it over with. And if you make it back, then you're going to understand that you needed to humble yourself. That you really didn't know all that. That you really didn't ha don't have things figured out. Even Jesus himself humbled himself. Humble, humility means to come to a base. Pastor Edgy hit on it last night a little bit. To come to a base. You have to humble yourself. You need humility. I remember my pastor always told me when I was there in with him and I'm still with him but he, and he still tells me Manuel the power is in humility you want God's power you want God's grace in your life you want to move in, in the anointing of God you want God's favor on your life you want the labor of your hands to be blessed you got to have humility within your spirit because God opposes the proud and he gives grace to the humble grace is what we need to do and to accomplish the will of God. Grace is what we need to, to, to live out God's purposes for our life. We all need grace. Without grace, we 
We would not be in this race without grace. I'm not, I'm not talking about sister grace. Hello, somebody. I'm talking about the grace of God. We need to humble ourselves. We need to let God break us. Because when humility, when true humility comes on the heart of a person, then it's followed by brokenness. Because you begin to recognize who you really are. You begin to recognize the, fa the frailty of your life and, and everything and the frailty of your heart and all the issues that you're carrying. A person with humility is always looking in. A person with pride is always looking out. A person with pride is always judging. A person with humility judges himself. But a person that is proud always is tearing down. A person with humility comes to the reality of their life and they begin to build themselves up. Humility. We need to have humility within our spirit. You ain't going to go anywhere with no humility within your spirit. If you're still full of pride and arrogance and self-willed and self, all you do is full of self. You ain't going to get too far. Even Jesus himself had to humble himself. Turn to your neighbor and say, humble yourself. Tell them, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Tell your other, other one on the other side, humble yourself. You need to have humility. You want God's purpose for your life. You want to get in position. You got to come under the authority. You need to learn to humble yourself. I let me just give you this right here before I close. I got a couple of minutes. I learned that, and I've seen it happen, and I've learned it within my life, that when you don't humble, the Lord says to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time. He continues to tell us to humble yourself. It's a lot better when you humble yourself than to be humbled by God. You don't want to humble yourself, God will humble you. Just like he did Nebuchadnezzar. Can I hear your name, man, somebody? When he wanted to take all the credit for everything he was doing in his kingdom, God humbled himself. He lost his mind. He became like a beast of the field until he came to his senses and he humbled himself and he recognized that it wasn't him that was doing it. It was the Lord. After that, he would say, blessed be the Lord who does everything. Can I hear an amen? He came to his senses. Don't be a Nezekaneber. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a Nezekaneber? Tell him, no, I'm not, because I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> you need to have humility within your spirit so you can come under a position. If God has called you to where you're at right now, you need to remain there. Because that's the place where God is going to grow you. You need to look at your pastor and the leaders uh, as a blessing, because that's what the Bible says, that they're the blessing to the church. And they have... They have, they have you at heart to make sure you get to where you need to be. Stay humble in the things of God. Can I hear an amen, somebody? And it'll get you to your position. Your position will get you to God's purpose. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand clap this morning as we all stand to our feet.